Hello, Vitality Explorers. Alan Mischer here with another edition of the Vitality Explorer podcast. Our purpose, our mission with the podcast, of course, is to optimize vitality one person at a time. Let's start like we always do with a quote. This one's from Teddy Roosevelt. Quote, believe you can and you're halfway there. Believe you can and you are halfway there. So what we try to do with the podcast is to reduce a variety of different scientific pieces of data into specific actionable ways to enhance your physical, mental, social, and or spiritual well-being. If you like what you're listening to, uh, please share this widely with your friends, family, and colleagues. Please also leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Our goal is to help you take the friction out of staying vital and to help you make deposits in your vitality bank account. This week, we're going to talk about some awesome stuff from the Longevity Fest. And that is a a massive meeting that that took place last week in Las Vegas, over 5,000 attendees. Uh, We're going to go over the lecture that I gave, uh, How to Ignite Your Vitality for 2024. There's a link to my full lecture that you can watch on Stubstack here. There's also two other things we're going to talk about. um, Part one and part two of the lessons I learned by attending Vitality, excuse me, by attending the Longevity Fest. Maybe we're gonna have to have a Vitality Fest, a different version of that. Because again, our goal here with the podcast is to emphasize the fact that vitality is a skill and it's also a gift that you give yourself by taking ownership over your decisions and choices. So let's start this week again with the, the, the lecture. Again, you can listen to the full version of this or watch the full version. Uh, via a link, but I was invited to give a talk uh, by the organizers of Longevity Fest, and I decided to entitle it How to Ignite Your Vitality for 2024. Uh, And what I want to give you today in this podcast is is not the whole lecture. I guess, again, you can listen to that or watch that if you want, but really to try to give you a five-bullet summary of how to ignite your vitality for 2024. And the way I started off the lecture was to talk about that blue-handed shovel story from when I went to a funeral a couple years ago during COVID. And that shovel was leaning up against a fresh grave and it confronted me. And it sort of was, uh, I, I turned it into this sort of character of, you know, saying that you do not know when your last best day will be and try to approach life in that context. And that experience, that time really did change me because I learned to, to act immediately after that on ways to improve myself, to better myself rather than waiting for an uncertain future when I could have a, a bad diagnosis or when I could actually pass away. So the idea is is to think with time in mind. The idea is to think about you know what your best next step should be. And that's what we're going to talk briefly about here today over the course of the, this podcast is one of the th- concepts for 2024 that I want to lean into is trying to avoid future regret. And that involves optimizing time. Uh, And and one of those things also is to optimize what can or should you do to improve yourself and your situation. So as you're listening to this podcast, some some things may resonate with you, some may not. But think about what is your biggest need, whether it's physical, mental, social, or spiritual. And then what can or should be your best next step is associated with that that biggest need and your best chance of getting, getting something done. So that first part of the lecture, again, was just sort of telling that story of the blue shovel, trying to remember that our time is limited, that our precious, precious time is, is limited. 
The second part we talked about was how to live your life in a purposeful fashion and encourages people to understand that purpose is the cornerstone, is the foundation of our vitality. And that can be for you personally or professionally, um, but you know, there's a couple things that are hard to talk about in, in that context. And one is like, you know, how do you find your purpose? I don't want to purpose shame anybody out there. And there's plenty of resources on this Vitality Explorer Substack site for you to look at to see and learn more about how to do that. But two of the things are, or actually three, the first is, you know, what, what do you want to suffer for? And remember, we're all going to suffer in one way, shape, or form. Um, you know, this is, this is the time where you kind of straight, oh, I don't want it to suffer. I, I just want to live a life of happiness and joy. Well, guess what? You're not going to get to, a, get to a run away from suffering. But sometimes suffering can lead to growth, right? If, um, I certainly suffered a lot in the context of trying to become a surgeon, but I'm very glad that I went through that training, that I endured that and was able to obtain the skills and the education required to do that. Um, the, the opposite of that is joy. And in this holiday season, in this time of, of, uh, of joy and thankfulness, I think we should lean into some more fun. So I, I've talked a lot about suffering. Let's flip, let's flip that. Let's talk about absolute crazy fun, right? You know, and so write down a list of the people in your life that you enjoy hanging out with or that are positive people in your life and just spend a little bit more time with them. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as, as a component of your vitality in a few minutes but the final one, and this is where I want to start this, start, start this podcast with this today, is pause just for a second and dream greatly. What can you do in 2024? How can you best ignite your own vitality? And I'll give you a suggestion. I want you to pause, pause, this, pause this podcast for a second, close your eyes, and bet on yourself. Now, I've talked about this before, but this time I really mean it. I'm doing this for myself as well. Don't neglect the fact that if you bet on yourself, and I think it is a fact, that the nanosecond you bet on yourself, your confidence and your vitality soar. You begin to take responsibility over your, of your choices more. You don't look for other people. Maybe other people can help you or other people are responsible for holding you back, but ignore that. Ignore the fact that you probably have some challenging circumstances. Ignore the fact that you probably need some help and do what you can, do what we all can to make ourselves a better version of ourselves in 2024. That's my number one suggestion. Um, the, the other thing I talked about was just trying to optimize your, your time and, and giving yourself challenges like that million second challenge. I passed out a little card during my lecture uh, in, in Las Vegas last week and I just said, okay, a million seconds is 12 days. Write three things down on this little card, about a three by five card, about maybe even a smaller card, like the size of a credit card. And try to say, what could I have done? Or what will I done? Or what have I done? <laughs> Excuse me. What will I have done in 12 days, in 1 million seconds? So, you know, listening to this, it'll cross over into the new year. By the time um, this podcast comes out, it'll be, let's see here. Yes, it'll be, be the beginning of the year. So don't wait for your New Year's resolutions. Begin today to think, what do you want to do with 2024? Write that down. Think about it and then act on it. And one of the other things we talked about during that, that com conversation, you can look at it, the full lecture if you want, is the Eisenhower decision matrix. And that's where you take all the things in your, your, things, your list of things to do and you try to prioritize the ones that are urgent and important into the upper left, things that are important but not urgent into the upper right, things that are you know, maybe not 
um, urgent, um, but need to still get done in the bottom left. And the things that are not important and not urgent, throw them away. Uh, you can Google the Eisenhower decision matrix and look for other things. You can look on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. But the data suggests that if we are excellent at managing our time, our, both our life and uh, mental health improve. And the, the data was kind of interestingly in favor of life satisfaction over job satisfaction in terms of how, how much you improve your overall well-being. The other thing we talked about, and again, check, check out the, the full lecture if you want, but start to get some muscle. We t- a lot of people work on their aerobic or anaerobic capacity, but muscle really matters for our physical uh, well-being, obviously, but it also is important for our mental well-being our cognitive function uh, decreases your cancer risk, and it does so by the re- release of these you know, beneficial myokines when we contract them. It can, it, and it doesn't take a lot. You could have 10 to 15 minutes of resistive exercise, and that could be enough. And the final one, and this is, again, salient to the holiday season, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, all the rest of the holidays. What can we do in this context with the people around us? And cultivating closeness and social bonds is really, really important. Um, it's, it's perhaps the most important thing in the long run. Lots of long, long-term studies emphasize the importance of social connections for our longevity, uh, and that, that can involve things like forgiving others and scary sharing. So let's lean into both of those. So we may end up seeing friends or family during the holiday season that have wronged us in the past. But if we lean into forgiveness this time as opposed to remembering and trying to spike the ball that relationship might just get better. And if you're having a difficult time, practice a little scary sharing. Practice the being vulnerable and asking for help. That also enhances your closeness. And and finally, realize, of course, that if you choose not to connect with other people, loneliness is massively detrimental for our short, medium, and especially long-term health. So the, the goal, again, with that Ignite Vitality lecture that I gave at the Longevity Fest was to, to encompass your mental, physical, social, and spiritual well-being. Uh, again, you can check out the full version of that if you wish uh, on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, which includes all the slides and the data. Now, let's move on to the lessons I learned. Not the, not the lecture I gave, but the lessons I learned from attending Longevity Fest. And so obviously it was a delight to be able to give a talk, but it was even perhaps more impactful for me to be able to bounce in and out of a whole bunch of lectures. And I started to try to uh, put these together on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, and then you're gonna get the audio version of this right now in terms of the first uh, section of uh, part, what I call part one of lessons from Longevity Fest, the Blue Zones and Therapeutic Plasma Exchange. So there, again, there's about 5,000 people who showed up at this, uh, this conference, and they had about 50 or more speakers. And one of them was um, Dan Bettner, uh, and he is the best-selling author of all the Blue Zone books. He just has uh, had something up on Netflix about this. It's a really interesting, I think, four or five-part series about why the Blue Zones are valuable in terms of understanding longevity. And again, Blue Zones are communities where a significant percentage of people live beyond 100. And he went through all his data, and he's a, he was a great speaker. He was really engaging. He was kind of snarky and funny, too, because he said, oh, I got all these great slides and pictures because I was embedded with the National Geographic photographer. Wouldn't that be kind of fun, right? You know, if you're trying to create some great slides for your presentation, to have a National Geographic photographer be 
be your be your buddy on this one. But again, he outlined the things that Blue Zone communities have in common. And let me just list those. Number one is residents in Blue Zones near, near, live near their ideal weight because they eat a healthy diet. They consist mainly of plant-based foods and healthy fats such as olive oil. That's number one. Number two is they, they focus on the value of deep family and social connections. So they have all this, their entire lives are built around their friends and their family. Uh, the third is they engage in regular physical activity to maintain their strength and endurance. And one of the interesting things in his Blue Zone books and in, in the documentary was literally the steepness of a village was predictive of how long people would live. So they had to climb up and down each day to, to get provisions or, or do things. But the steepness of the village was the most uh, thing, the thing that correlated the most with living a long period of time. So getting that consistent exercise, not by going to the gym, but simply just by walking around the village was really, really important for their overall well-being. And the final thing, which, which uh, Bettner emphasized was the importance of faith. And a lot of these communities had faith-based connections that he, he, he identifies and puts together in this little infographic of, of what helps people live a long and a vital life. And the five things he had in there were you know, having your right tribe, that is being you know, engaged, and active, uh, including moving naturally, having the right community, um, having a purpose in life with shared values and action and passion, and then again, eating that plant-based diet, which is pretty impressive. So you can check out the Vitality Explorer Substack site to see some of the, the graphics that were presented, but I thought Bettner's discussion of the blue zones and what, what involves in a blue zone was a great way to kick off the longevity uh, uh, um, fest conference. One of the second ones, the second lecture on the first day, was from a guy named Dobri Kiprov, and the last name is K-I-P-R-O-B, and he he talked about something called therapeutic plasma exchange. Okay, that's TPE to reduce the human aging process. And I'm just going to read the quote from him: "Is the process quote replaces a patient's plasma with saline and purified albumin." And the uh, blood cells are returned to the patient so that while the cell profile does not change, the circulating blood proteins are diluted, including cytokines, autoreactive antibodies or toxins, and such pathogenic determinants of specific disorders. So he put together sort of a, a video to illustrate that, and I encourage people to check out the Vitality Explorer Substack site to see the video of what therapeutic plasma exchange is. It's basically some of your plasma and, uh, and, and blood are taken out of your body, and then, and then some of the plasma is reduced or taken away, uh, and that's just the fluid that your, your cells float in, and then replaced sort of with albumin or, or, or other things, but not, um, not the cells. So the cells are returned to you. So you're not really removing any cells. You're just sort of removing some of the plasma and then pu- and putting back... Um, sort of clean version of it. And he discussed this double-blind prospective trial. They called it the lifespan trial. And the researchers found that doing this, this therapeutic uh, procedure, therapeutic plasma exchange, reduced the biologic age of the people who had it done. Uh, they, they used something called an epigenetic clock, which we've talked about before. They used specifically the grim age clock. But what they found is in the treatment groups, there was a significant reduction in the age, biologic age. Um, and he also has published in this in 2022, and the title of his publication is Old Plasma Dilution Reduces Human Biologic Age, a Clinical Study. And basically you're removing 
a bunch of factors that can, can contribute to inflammation or inflammation in your body. And then afterwards, your, your blood is actually younger. Okay? And what he concluded in the paper is that plasma exchange can produce a global shift towards a younger set of proteins. So check out the, check out the abstract, check out the, the data on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. But this first part of it, the concept of blue zones and therapeutic plasma exchange were powerful ideas. And the idea behind the blue zones has been well established. There's actually blue zone communities that are popping up all over the country and the world where they're trying to implement these ideas. Uh, but plasma exchange, I think, is, is relatively new, still needs to be changed or needs to be studied more. But uh, I, I think the concept of what, what they discussed at the meeting, which was to, the, the idea of sort of changing your oil, uh, does appear to have some scientific value and is an interesting way to potentially reduce the overall effects of aging by reducing some of the inflammatory factors that accumulate in our, in our plasma. So the final thing we'll talk about, which I, what I call Lessons from Longevity Fest Part 2, How to Optimize Your Life. Um, and that, uh, that occurred from Dr. Mehmet Oz. And I have to say it was an unexpected surprise. I was going into this lecture kind of going to be a skeptic. I am not a... I have not been a fan of Dr. Oz's uh, television show. I know there's a lot of controversy around him for a variety of reasons. He's held a variety of professional hats, including being a heart surgeon, television show host, and a senatorial candidate. Um, but he, he, he really did an excellent job. And here's some highlights of the discussion about longevity and vitality from Dr. Oz. And he started off by suggesting that images and stories are more important than anything else if we want to change somebody's behavior. Now, I've seen these before as a doctor and a medical student, but what he showed the, the audience is a normal pink lung compared to a gray and uh, of, a, of a, somebody who's healthy uh, compared to a gray and black lung of a smoker. And these pictures are stunning, right? So a lung normally sort of looks like, I don't want to say it looks like a piece of salmon, but it's got sort of the same color of of, uh, of, of, of a salmon. And then on the other side is this piece of tissue that looks shriveled gray and black. And he realized, oh my God, I do not want to have a lung that looks like that. And he has found that the tar infested image of a smoker's lung, if it's juxtaposed to this healthy pink one, helps people quit smoke, smoking more than counseling with words. Now, obviously, there are, there are patches and other things we can do to help people reduce it. But if you hung, out, hung a picture of these two next to each other, and again, you can see it on the, on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, um, we can immediately recognize the d nasty disease version, and we do not want to be that person. He, he then, Dr. Oz, then talked about the things that hold us back in life, and they include things like time management, money management, lack of knowledge, and fear of change. And what he asserted... What he asserted pretty vigorously is that the fear of change or unwillingness to change may be the most important parameter, okay? He then took a deep dive into helping us figure out how we can actually affect change. And here's the things that he listed. Uh, and he put it together in a little slide you can see as well up uh, online if you want. But um, here are the five things that he suggested. They include um, feelings, change minds more than facts, We've got to make it easy to do that change. We've got to adore the solution. And then we've got to want to live our best possible life or the good life. And he, he, he finished by helping us understand that we are in control. We have some control over 70% of how well we live and how long we live. 
and he suggested the following five adjustments. Number one, optimize your blood pressure. Number two, exercise 30 minutes daily. Number three, a healthy diet that's easy to love. Engage in that. Number four is control your stress and your sleep. And number five is to curtail addictions. Back to the lung picture. You know, don't, don't begin smoking if you are uh, not a smoker and stop if you are or alcohol or other things. Um, and so here's the overall Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendation of his, from his talk. I think Dr. Oz helped us helped me specifically realize the importance of images and emotion. So I want to beat people up with facts sometimes, but I think images and emotion are as or more important, and both can be powerful changes, uh, powerful forces for how we can change uh, uh, when we want to change our lives for the better. And the other part, which I know the data, but I think the, it's important to emphasize that we have 70% of the control or the agency of how well and how long we live. And too often we want to blame our genes or blame our circumstances or blame somebody in our life. But I think, I think one of the core components of Vitality Explorers of Dare to be Vital is to accept responsibility for our choices. Be in, take, take responsibility over the choices you do have control of. So obviously I, I, I was really excited to be there to give the little talk that I did about how to ignite your vitality. I learned from people like Dan Bettner from the Blue Zones. I learned about the plasma exchange. I learned from Dr. Oz and many other things, which I will share later on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. I, I hope that some of what you've heard today will help ignite your vitality um, for 2024. If you haven't done so already, I want you to pause and bet on yourself and believe that you can and you're already halfway there. Remember, that's the quote from Teddy Roosevelt. Um, write down a list of things. Don't wait till the end of the year. Write down those list of things that you think you might need to work on for 2024. Start to build that little, you know, tiny little campfire of how you're going to ignite your own vitality for 2024. Um, I, I hope you've enjoyed this. We will, we will have, this will probably be one more podcast before the end of the year. So I will try to talk about this again next week. But I hope you've been enjoying what you've been listening to. Uh, this year. It's been an absolute delight to, to produce the Vitality Explorer podcast. I uh, would love for if you would uh, share this uh, widely. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember the two core components of this. Vitality is a skill. And at this time of year, give yourself, give yourself the gift of vitality by, by taking ownership over your decisions. And until next time, I hope you will get out there and dare to be vital. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. And thank you for your time.